The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is second portion of our Old Testament reading for Transfiguration Sunday. We're looking at 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 7 to 12. Fifty men of the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours, otherwise not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. My dear friends in Christ, as members of God's believing family, and of course we're members of God's believing family only because of God's grace, because we're members of God's believing family, we have such amazing blessings from God. We have his grace and love. We have the forgiveness of sins. Our names are written in the book of life. But the fact of the matter is, of course, is that the best is yet to come. We have some amazing things to look forward to in, in heaven. As the Apostle Paul said, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Well, in some way, the Lord had revealed to Elijah that he was going to be taken up into heaven, that his earthly life and his ministry for the Lord, that that was coming to an end. Elisha, who would be Elijah's successor, he knew that Elijah would soon be gone, and apparently Elijah was somebody who liked to finish tasks on his own, and so there were times in the beginning of our Old Testament reading where Elijah said to Elisha that he should stay behind, but Elisha stayed there, was faithful to his teacher, to his mentor, and he stayed there with him. And many other prophets apparently also knew about Elijah's coming departure and because there were those many people who recognized the fact that Elijah would be leaving in a special way like this, that maybe helped Elisha to expect, accept the fact that his mentor was going to be leaving and that Elisha had a great task ahead of him that is continuing to preach and teach like Elijah, preaching the message, calling people to repentance, 
calling people to, to look to the promises of God. Well, when Elijah and Elisha came to the Jordan River, our reading tells us that what Elijah did is he took his cloak and he rolled it up and then he struck the Jordan River with that cloak. And that cloak of his, well, that represented God's power. Maybe it gets us to think about how when the Israelites got to the Red Sea, when Moses raised his staff and, and the Lord divided the Red Sea into two parts so that the Israelites could walk across on dry ground. Well, here what happened is that he struck the Jordan River with his cloak and it was divided into two sides so that, so that Elijah and Elisha could walk across on dry ground. And well, that cloak represents God's power and we see the power of God at work today well, when the word of God works on people's hearts, as Elijah's cloak divided the Jordan River into the two sides, so also what the word of God does is it divides people into two sides. There are those who, well, by the grace of God, believe in the promises of God and are going to heaven. And then there are those who, in their unbelief, they reject the grace of God. They reject the gospel and will be sentenced to eternal punishment. After, after crossing the Jordan River, Elijah asked Elisha, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Elisha replied, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. And when he asked for a double portion of his spirit, maybe we could think of how things generally worked in those days with families and inheritance. The, the firstborn son, he'd get a double portion of the family inheritance, whereas the other sons would get a single portion. The firstborn get a get twice as much as the other ones. And, and that said that he was the official one to carry on the family name and the family land and everything like that. And well, what Elisha was asking for here is evidence that he was the true successor of Elijah, the one that was going to carry on the ministry still calling the people to repentance, still calling the people to look in faith to Jesus the Savior. But now, Elijah said, well, I can't really grasp, grant that to you myself, but if that's something that the Lord wants to give to you, well, if you are able to see me taken up into heaven, then the Lord will give you what you have asked for, that double portion of Elijah's spirit. And God did grant Elisha's wish. He did get the chance to see Elijah taken up into heaven. And, and that surely was a glorious, a majestic sight. There was a chariot of fire and horses of fire that came between the two prophets. Then Elisha saw what 
Human beings normally don't get to see the, the glorious way in which God takes his believing children home to eternal life. And, and well, whenever a believing child of God dies, when, when we think of our own death, we don't have to think of our own death or somebody's death as, as this gloomy, this gloomy, sad picture, but we can think of it in the glorious way in which Elijah was taken to heaven here. Well, what happened is that here he was, there's the chariots, chariot of fire, the horses of fire. He's taken up in a whirlwind. That's such a glorious, such an amazing thing. And actually, whenever a believing child of God is taken to heaven, that is such a glorious thing. But now, why did Elijah get to be taken to heaven like this? Well, really, there's only one answer for that, and that is God's grace. It was purely because of God's grace. Elijah, he was a faithful servant of the Lord. He had done some amazing things in service to the Lord. But yet, what would we have to say about Elijah? He was a sinner who on his own would have deserved eternal punishment. He's just like you and me. But God's grace, that's why he was taken to heaven in this special way. God's grace. And now actually that same privilege may be given to us if, if the Lord in his grace and mercy allows us to continue to live up until the time that, that the Lord Jesus would return, then we could end up gloriously being taken to heaven apart from dying like Elijah did. But whenever the Lord takes anyone to heaven, Let's, let's always remember that the only reason that a person goes to heaven, that's because of God's grace. Because Jesus lived and died for us. Because Jesus paid for all of our sins. The Apostle Paul, he said, by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it's the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So thank God for his grace and look forward to the day, the time when the Lord Jesus, because of his grace, takes you to your eternal home in heaven. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Elijah and Elisha were your faithful servants, but it was only because of your grace that they were believers and had the privilege of serving in your kingdom and could look forward to eternal life in heaven. Thank you for graciously making us also members of your believing family and servants in your kingdom so that we too can look forward to you graciously taking us to our eternal home in heaven with you. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.
and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.